sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Good morning to each one. Welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. It's a blessing to see you all here. And uh, welcome back, Elvin, I guess. Good to see you here. Chris and your family, thank you for coming. I was blessed with the song service this morning. Um, with having our twins, we haven't really been in church for quite a while. This is the second time now, but it's sure a blessing to uh, be able to gather together and worship, sing, and praise the Lord together. Um, this morning, I would like to talk about um, my meditation, The God of the Impossible. And I was, uh, we were reading in our family devotions, we have a Bible story book we're going through, with our family this past week, and we were reading the story of Gideon and the Midianites. And for some reason, that just really stood out to me and inspired me, that account of how God delivered the Midianites into Gideon's hand with uh, a very small amount of people. And it was clearly a miracle, something that God God did for Gideon there, and um, it really just blessed me, and I just decided to uh, share that account this morning. I hope it can be a blessing to you all as well. And also I might have some thoughts to share. But So I'd like to go to Judges chapter 6. We're going to read chapter 6 and chapter 7, so hopefully you can uh, stay with me. It's a very interesting account, and it's probably one we don't talk a lot about, but it's it's it has a lot of amazing things in it. So I'm just going to go ahead and read these two chapters and you can follow along. Starting in verse 1 it says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of the Midianites the children of Israel made them the dens made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till, till, till thou come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ass. For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. So just keep, let's keep this in mind as we read through this. It says that they came as grasshoppers for multitude, and they had camels without number. In verse 6, And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, and it came to pass, when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, 
Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drave them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Aphra that pertained unto Joash the Abizarite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee, and bring forth my present, and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid, and unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour, the flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and brought it out unto him under the oak, and presented it. And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes, and lay them upon this rock, and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes and there rose up fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Aphra of the, Ab the Abyssalites. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it. And build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove which thou shalt cut down. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was because he feared his father's household and the men of the city that he could not do it by day that he did it by night. And when the men of the city arose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was cast down, and the grove was cut down that was by it, and the second bullock was offered upon the altar that was built. And they said one to another, Who hath done this thing? And when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, hath done this thing. Then the men of the city said unto Joash, Bring out thy son that he may die, because he hath cast down the altar of Baal, and because he hath cut down the grove that was by it. And Joash said unto all that stood against him, Will ye plead for Baal? Will ye save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death, whilst it is yet morning. If he be a god, let him plead for himself. 
because one hath cast down his altar. Therefore on that day he called him Jerubbabel, Jerubbiel, saying, Let Baal plead against him, because he hath thrown down his altar. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of the east were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, and Abiazer was gathered after him. And he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh, who also was gathered after him. And he sent messengers unto Asher, and unto Zebulun, and unto Naphtali, and they came up to meet them. And Gideon said unto God, If thou wilt save Israel by mine hand, as thou hast said, Behold, I will put a fleece of wool in the floor, and if the dew be on the fleece only, and it be dry upon all the earth beside, then shall I know that thou wilt save Israel by mine hand, as thou hast said. And it was so, for he rose up early on the morrow, and thrust the fleece together, and wringed the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. And Gideon said unto God, Let not thine anger be hot against me, and I will speak but this once. Let me prove, I pray thee, but this once with the fleece. Let it now be dry only upon the fleece, and upon all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night, for it was dry upon the fleece only, and there was dew on all the ground. So going into chapter 7. Then Jerubbaal, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Moreh in the valley. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. Now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people twenty and two thousand, and there remained ten thousand. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, This shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, This shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. So he brought down the people unto the water, and the Lord said unto Gideon, Every one that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise, every one that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were three hundred men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thine hand. And let all the other people go, every man unto his place. So the people took victuals in their hands and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man unto his tent, and retained those three hundred men, and the host of Midian was beneath him in the valley. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. But if thou fear to go down, go thou with Phura, thy servant, down to the host, and thou shalt hear what they say, and afterward shall thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then went he down with Phura, his servant, unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude, and their camels were without number, as the sand by the seaside for multitude. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay along. 
And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. And it was so, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. And he divided the three hundred men into three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me, and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow with the trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of all the camp, and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. And they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and brake the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and brake the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow withal. And they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran and cried and fled. And the three hundred blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. And the host fled to Bethshida in Zeriath, and to the border of Abel, Abel Mehola, unto Tabath. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali, and out of Asher, and out of all Manasseh, and pursued after the Midianites. And Gideon sent messengers throughout all Mount Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites, and take before them the waters unto Beth Bera and Jordan. Then all the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together and took the waters unto Beth Bera and Jordan. And then it's, and they took the two princes. But anyway, that is the end of that account. And that is, I don't know if it thrills your heart like it did mine, but it's, it's just so amazing how God delivered those Midianites. They were spread out in the valley like grasshoppers. And they had camels like, like the sand upon the seashore. And God delivered them with only 300 men. So I might just, I just have some thoughts here. We'll start, um, let's go back to verse 6 of chapter 6. Um, the Midianites were kind of, it seemed like they were almost, I don't know how you say, they were taunting or just kind of being a, a pain to the Israelites for seven years. And the children of Israel were getting, I guess, tired of it. So they finally recognized their sin, and they cried out to God for deliverance. And I thought it was interesting how it seems like almost immediately God sent a prophet. He heard their cries. You know, they were, they were in very deep sin. They were worshiping Baal. They weren't even worshiping God. But they finally recognized that they need God to help them. And they turned to him, and God sent a prophet. And it seemed like it was very, very quickly. And while the, after, right after the prophet was talking there, um, I don't know if this was the same time or how it happened, but this angel came and started talking to Gideon, found Gideon somewhere. I'm guessing Gideon was, like he said, he was a, I don't know if he was a farmer or what he was, just a, a peasant, and but God must have seen something in his in this Gideon that impressed him, and 
he saw a seed of faith. And so then we get down to verse 15. And Gideon is questioning how God is going to use him. And I, it's what stood out to me is how he said, um, My family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And um, just thinking about that, I guess, in relation to us, how we can take that. Um, sometimes, you know, we feel like we have nothing to give, and we are... Um, and what do we have to offer? You know, we feel like we are the least of the, of the least. But God delights in using those people who maybe don't have all the right things in place and are weak. He wants us to see that it's him and not our own might. And he also, um, he wants to uh, show himself strong through us. And it's interesting how this, you know, this account here is actually, Gideon is mentioned in the faith chapter in Hebrews 11 as being a man of faith. And, you know, and because Gideon was faithful in, in doing what God asked him to do, he is, uh, he is like an, a, a pillar of faith to all the rest of us that came behind him. You know, we can look to Gideon as a man of faith and how he believed God and trusted him and God wrought a mighty miracle. That can uh, be a testimony to all of us and can encourage us. And so then down in verse 36, we see again... Um, it seems like Gideon needs more reassurance that this is what God is asking him to do. Because if you think about it, um, it's kind of a matter of life or death, really. I mean, you know, these people were, it's a host of people, and God is asking Gideon to go and fight them and to, to take care of them. And, you know, Gideon was, I think he was wanting to make sure this was right. This is what God is asking him to do. So, uh, so he, so he um, asked God to do that, to do the fleece, and God uh, came through there and, and showed himself strong, and, and, uh, and Gideon was able to see that God is in this, and he wants him to do this. Then in verse uh, 2 of chapter 7, it, it's kind of amazing because now, you know, Gideon has all these uh, signs that God wants him to do this, but now here God says, the people that are with thee are too many. And, you know, there was 32,000 men that were with Gideon, which is a lot, a lot of men. I don't know how many people were in the Midianite camp. You know, I'm guessing there was thousands upon thousands. I don't know if there was a million, but there was a lot of people. And God said, the men that are with thee are too many. And I don't know what Gideon was thinking then. But he, uh, so then they ended up with 22,000 of them turned back. So, like the majority of these men turned around and they were fearful. So apparently this Midian, Midianite camp was some force to be reckoned with. And uh, these men were scared to do this. So then we get into verse 4. Um... God has them go down to this river, and after all that's done, Gideon ends up with 300 men. I don't know what he was thinking. You know, he's like, how's this supposed to work? So uh, I really like this part here where God says, um, let's see here, verse 10, But if thou fear to go down... 
He says to take your servant and go down to the host. Um, and he says you'll hear something. And after that, your hand will be strengthened. And it's just amazing how uh, how God continued to to encourage Gideon. Um, Gideon's army being diminished as we have found it was, he must either fight by faith or not at all. God therefore here provides recruits for his faith instead of recruits for his forces. I thought that was interesting. God was using things here to build up his faith instead of giving him more men, like Gideon was probably thinking in our human point of reasoning now we need more men, not, you know, we're we're getting rid of guys now. (laughs) This is not going to work. But uh, God was wanting to show himself powerful here. And he also was realizing that Gideon does need to be, needs to be um, lifted up here in his faith. You know, so he was giving him some things here to help him with that. So he gave him this dream. And he heard this dream about how this, uh, this loaf of barley uh, tumbled down the hill and into the host of the Midian and pushed the tent right over. And that's, that's pretty... Pretty amazing. And overturned it and the tent lay on its side. It's kind of like, to God, this is not going to be impossible. So uh, after that, Gideon, he was all excited. He's like, you know, we're going to go do this. And that was what he needed. And they went in there with their 300 men and they took care of these Midianites. So that that was just real encouragement to me. Um... I guess trying to think of what I can learn from this account. Um, I guess, first of all, if we're on God's side, we can win. We can win anything. Um, and it doesn't matter how, you know, how we view ourselves. Sometimes we you know, think that, you know, how can we be like Gideon? Or how can we be like these mighty men? You know, we, you know, we have so many failures. And, and, uh, but God used this man, this very... There was nothing great about him. I mean, if you think of, you know, there's also the Apostle Paul. You know, he had his whole lineage of great things. You know, he was skilled, and and God used him as well. But God also used uh, Gideon here that had nothing. I mean, he was just a lowly peasant. And, um, you know, even he was questioning, why, how, how are you going to use me? Because I don't, I don't feel very qualified for anything. But for God wants to use even the least of us to accomplish great things so he can show uh, the world his power and glory. And uh, I also appreciated how God seemed long-suffering with Gideon in many ways. Um, you know, Gideon, it, he could have just took God at his word the very first time and went and took care of the Midianites, but there was at least, what was it, three or four times where uh, Gideon needed reassurance. And God gave that to him, and, I, and I'm very thankful for how God can do that for us as well. As long as we have that little seed of faith, that little mustard seed, God can take that into something big. So uh, I hope that can encourage you, no matter where you find yourself. <clears throat> I know it encouraged me um, just to put my faith in God and what he asks us to do, um, even if it's just a little a little spark of faith God can do something powerful with that maybe I'll close with these verses here it says now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed he will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand 
Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. So this week, let's put our trust in God, not in chariots and horses. I was, I was thinking of reading the account of the children of Israel when they crossed the Red Sea as well as another account to God's um, miraculous working there. But uh, there's many different accounts in the Bible of, of things that God has done, and it can really increase our faith. So let's trust in the Lord, remember his name. He is the Lord our God. So God bless you with that.